Hello, everybody, and this is the second episode of Foolish Wisdom. Today, I'm here with Yushi, and we're going to talk about conflict re- resolution. I'm Quabs. Uh, do you have anything you want to say before we begin, Yushi? Um, big fan. Excited to be here. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so these days, especially, you know, social media makes it easy for everybody to have an opinion, and a lot of movies, it's popular to react strongly to situations. There's always scream fights and you know breakups that are just nasty and now people are seeing that more than ever and they think it's the right way to do things or the acceptable way to do things as if there's not really another option and I know you to react to situations differently for better for worse um, how do you react to and resolve conflict um, well I like to take a more passive approach to things and I think it can be advantageous advantageous in some ways because definitely with arguments it's way more effective I think we all would agree that arguments are very ineffective but yeah it's it's I think it mostly comes out of being like being passive mostly comes out of of trying to be the bigger person like love over hate mm-hmm. um, and again in arguments like reason over just chatter like a debate should be more like a conversation in my opinion um because there's there's usually at least with political topics most of the time the disagreements are just because of difference in information Mm -hmm. rarely are they same information which is the same truth and we've reached truths and just differences in values because that should justify differences in opinions and valid differences in opinions. But most of the time it just doesn't seem to be like that. Um, so I can always assume that I, d- I haven't heard the same thing they have heard. And they haven't heard the same thing I've heard. Mm-hmm. So we can have some sort of conversation and figure out what it is. Um, and yeah, just love over hate is my reason for my passivity. But I do think you can have drawbacks where... In some cases, it's better to be more aggressive. I think maybe you could see how that would make sense, like mm-hmm. just dealing with something that I have an issue with, even if, yeah, just dealing with it instead of saying something. And you think you have noticed positive results from, for the most part, for mm-hmm. the most part, you would say? Definitely more in, um, for, okay, well, if I take it one way with like arguments and stuff like that. The passive approach, definitely much more effective. Hey. Hey. How you doing? Pretty good. You know, we got uh, pasta trolling, uh, you know, pasta with red sauce that uh, somebody brought us and some salad in the fridge. I don't know if you guys are hungry or when you eat, but help yourself to, you might want to open some windows, get, or at least get the fan on or something. Where were you saying... Are the results oh, beneficial, effective, yeah. effective? So in arguments, that thing, way more effective than arguing mm-hmm. with some sort of debate, some sort of disagreement. It's way better, more effective for me to change my opinion, more effective for them to just change their opinion, whatever it is. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. Okay, I don't have an example. Well, definitely just like in, you know, both of us were on the debate club for a little <laughs> bit, and... Uh, you know, at some points it would just result into us yelling at each other um, over something that 
isn't really debatable. You know, it's each of us have our own assumptions or we're coming from our own places. So in a lot of ways, you know, you reach a point where you can only do so much, I think. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where it comes into play as being effective and better than just raw emotion. I think this would be a stretch. Okay. But um, I feel like this could relate to the idea of the, the individual and the whole, the whole ego-death idea with meditation and all that. Okay, where, what, what is that? Do you want to explain it? Just like a simplified explanation okay, for yeah. everybody here? Whew, simplified. Ego-death. So that would be the idea of the dissolution of the idea of the self. So ego okay. in the sense of not cockiness or that version of ego that you hear. Although that would be a, an example of mm-hmm. this ego thing we'll talk into. But it's ego as in the Freudian idea of yeah. ego with id, ego, and superego. The conscious mm-hmm. self, sense of self. The sense of self, yeah. And it, this actually came up in our um, reading for English the other day. Slightly with the idea of orientation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where we have some sort of subjective... like Reality? Yeah, reality, yeah. View of the world... And it allows us to not be objective in some cases. And it could be for... I use the word ego, so I feel like that's one part where people get confused. So, for example, someone who's super insecure and they're very good-looking, right? That's a an example of this heavy subjective bias where they can see themselves in the mirror and still view themselves not objectively. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very short answer of it, but... And you think that helps in arguments or like what? Well, what so so what else going with that? The idea with that is the stretch would be those that defending yourself with that, and then versus the just having a conversation, trying to seek that ultimate truth, mm-hmm. which would be that compromise or just agreement that you have. Because I feel like arguments or debates rarely end in in agree to disagree. And a true agree to disagree. Sometimes there's just an agree to disagree because no one's listening to each other. Yeah. But agree to disagree as in, I value my private property and that's why I'm heavily capitalist. What if this is just right mm-hmm. now, this is a common thing. I'm not stating any political. Yeah, hypothetical. Versus someone else who's like, yes, I value my um, things, but I also value the importance of the involvement in the government, of the government to ensure housing for people who are homeless or whatever yeah so that's an agree to disagree that'd be fair with understanding the truth i feel like that would be part of like an idea of ego death where it's it's more objective in that way you know that's such a big concept that i'm trying to explain yeah so poorly obviously objectivity the goal is ego death but you can't you can only approach it yeah you can only um, approach it just trying to separate yourself from your reasoning capabilities is what you're saying or from from your ability to converse with other people um, understand another person resolve conflict just recognizing that each person is their own person and each person has their own assumptions and that once you get to that point it's okay or I don't even know if it made sense right there I feel like you did, sort of, and maybe I missed part of it just because I missed part of it. But, um, like, the position that ego would play would be that defending of a point that's barely based, you know, which you'll see pretty commonly. 
someone defending a poorly based argument mm-hmm. just because, and they'll keep getting presented with new evidence or new like points of view, but they still keep defending it for whatever reason. Yeah, and I feel like they're playing to that whole idea of the Freudian ego. Yeah. So just for, lose lose yourself in your argument. Mm-hmm. Basically, lose your sense of self in your argument. Okay. Um, I guess I tend to take more passive approaches. My motivation is so that I don't say something I regret. That's kind of uh-huh. my, and I guess that might fall into like love over hate. You know, keep well, well, like like you mean saying something out of anger. Yeah, anger. But for me, it's it's not like uncontrolled anger. You know, mm-hmm. it's I could say something very precise and hurtful <laughs> and it would be purposeful and that's what I needed that's how I stop myself that my passive approach stops me from yeah. saying something like that it's not you know me freaking out on anybody that doesn't really happen too much uh, so that, that's my motivation for that and then yours is love hate yeah. try to lose yourself in the argument to maintain that objectivity mm-hmm. that loving perspective and yeah with that love over hate just being the bigger person idea yeah okay yeah and on that note you know especially 2020 summer of 2020 cancel culture how do you feel about it well i absolutely hate cancel culture but also um for some of you listening who may not know quabs he uh eats yogurt with his cereal and I, I saw that, and I had to post that on my Snapchat story because everyone had to see and hate the man so, for it. So, so uh, you exist apart from <laughs> personal situations are allowable for cancel culture, but only in this I, one situation. Only, only, only with quabs. Only cereal and yogurt. Yeah, only cereal and yogurt, okay. and particularly with quabs. Particularly with me. Okay. Um, but but on a serious note, only in that joking scenario. In a, in a serious note, um, cancel culture, in my opinion, is just never okay. Mm-hmm. And the only value, valid, or the, the argument that I hear supporting the cancel culture that I support the most, but I value going against can, the arguments against cancel culture more, is the idea that you don't want this typically racist whatever person mm-hmm. becoming something where they have a position of power where they can act on those ideas yeah so how how do you balance that desire you know maybe you think that they're too ingrained to change and you don't want them to be in that position of power or you they say something and maybe like for example like until maybe like the last four or eight years you know blatant open racism has never died it's never died (laughs) realistically um but it really resurfaced in the last four years. And do you think maybe cancel culture kind of kept that down before? Or do you think that it only, that's something different, that cancel culture is not the one to uh, give credit to for keeping, like for example, like racists, the KKK wasn't so open about their movements, you know, um, as they are when I feel like certain somebody got elected. So like, do you think cancel culture kept those guys down, kept them, you know, afraid to be in public, afraid to come out of the dark. So do you think it has its uses, or do you think something else was keeping those guys in the dark, something maybe more noble, or something 
more effective? Is like that just a, a change in attitude that wasn't the result of cancel culture? I feel like cancel culture is more of a recent emergence. Um, a what? A recent? Recent emergence. I, I, I don't remember I w- it back then. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't guess that to be why open racism or yeah. you know, all of what you just said was not present back then. I, I wouldn't credit that to cancel culture, and I, oh, I had one more point about cancel culture. Oh, oh, here, um, how I value that is you can't say, no matter the circumstances, no matter what the conversation, if I cancel someone else, I put my opinion as truth. Whether the opinion is racism, whatever the opinion is, justifying mine as truth, and immediately, like, vilifying is that the word yep vilifying yours just creates this first like very combative relationship yeah again like the opposite of this conversation we're going for and Um, in a lot of ways even if you're right then that just starts off kind of a cycle of revenge yeah exactly and then they use that against you and they're so entrenched in whatever values they have that even if you are anti-racist or pro-lgbtq um they will try to vilify that. Yeah. But that as, you know, false. And theirs is like, truth. And so, in some ways, cancel culture is just never-ending. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just very combat, com- combative in nature. Like Even if the motivation might be well-placed. But like, what, what, is a, what is a better solution, then? You can't change other people. You just can't. Like, uh, this came up on the previous topic for previous episode for just a second but uh-huh yeah i wish we would have gotten more into it but yeah. yeah changing other people just that's that's really not something you can do and i i wouldn't say i have an alternative but that's just so combative um so maybe instead of killing will, killing the evil you support the good kind of thing like you i, I guess but i was i would say more like support the truth just support information Yes, yes, um, for sure. Like, in my ideal society, that's what I was getting to. Like, I feel like education, putting a huge emphasis on that, specifically, like, ways of learning from childhood, open-mindedness, because we have such a closed-minded yeah. society. Once you're, <laughs> I guess, like, once you're in, like, middle school or high school and stuff, like, you start listening to your parents, you start listening to people around you, and if you don't have the tools to separate information i mean you're doomed before it even begins mm-hmm. you know like you're, there's no really change in you once you get to unless you have some like near-death experience or go on psychedelics or something mm-hmm. like if you're, if you're gonna be like 25 and you know racist like what where are you going from there yeah so Th- there's not much hope for that yeah so it starts young obviously because mm-hmm. that's your uh there's a psychology term for that it's Plus- animals plasticity or plasticity but it's like a it's like a period yeah, yeah, I guess plasticity. You're just, your mind is more open to change. It's more malleable. Oh, yeah. And um, you're more subject to the people around you. So if those people show you to think in different ways and process information, that's that's the ideal, right? So that's... In my opinion, also, I feel like that's a, a failure of culture. Our culture, I feel like, makes us very close-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just like modern culture, in my opinion. Kind you think of. it's social media culture? Like the polarizing of... Uh, algorithms that put you know news that you want to see in certain places I feel like this has existed for not not just my memory I mean like like yeah a while with closed-mindedness being part of culture because you'll see it with adults 
You'll see it with elderly. Yeah, I mean, Congress been... hasn't been agreeing on things since, like, the 50s or something. Oh, oh, uh, so. I can't show this graphic. I can't show it to you. I can't even find it. I probably won't be able to find it. But it was basically, I'll explain it. It was a dot for every... Yes, yep. Uh, I'll explain it here, then. A dot for every member of Congress, and it was, like, blue, red, obviously. And it showed um, lines drawn between them for uh, resolutions. What's the actual word for it? Uh, bills. Legislation? Or, yeah, yeah legislation. Or they, it was, like, party members that voted for the other mm-hmm. proposals. Yeah, like, yeah. But it was just a line for every, like, time that they'd work together. And if you look up this graphic, well, I don't know what you'd look up. Um, but you'd see, like, 50 years ago, the the two, the red and the blue, were had much more lines than they do now. And even 50 years before that, it was probably better. Yeah. Um, but I think I think if you did want to look it up, it would probably be the change in polarization over time in the United States. That would probably give you a couple figures on... But yeah, Congress is just... It's definitely existed before social media, but social media probably made it worse, to mm-hmm. be honest. Uh, well, I, I would say social media is like a generalization of that. I feel like it's just this yeah, culture, just, social media culture, like our culture associated with the culture that. existed before. Social mm-hmm. media is just a catalyst. You're saying for it, yeah, yeah, a vehicle yeah. of it. Because this change has been happening with culture changing, but um, social media plays an aspect of it, and we'll see that especially now getting to like. You can see it, like, kind of gradually getting more and more intense. Now we're talking about cancel culture, which is, yeah, like, the, it's very intense. The peak at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, so cancel culture. So do you have a solution, or is it just... Education, it, go from education. more information. And it's, it's a long-term people process. Change. Yeah, right? people don't change easily. People are very close-minded, so... There is no, in my opinion, effective solution to people right now that are yes, like that. Yeah, if anything, I mean, the number one solution is probably start young, and it's a long-term process, but the number two is maybe, you know, put some limits. I think it's already happening, but stuff like Facebook and stuff, you're saying truth is important, right? Mm-hmm. Like, don't allow influencers or people with huge followings or news organizations, like, don't allow them to spread misinformation. You know, well, like at least on so. I, I, I really believe in free speech. I just feel like people should be smart enough. And I believe it's possible as a culture if educated properly. But I don't, I don't think people are like, I, I don't like the education system at all. But I do think it's possible to raise people to be like actively curious and, and want them and want to seek that truth. But we have people who are believing like just really really dumb things like um QAnon <laughs> yeah yeah like there's a whole uh conspiracy that the entire global elite is uh child trafficking and Donald Trump is saving the world yeah or something like that yeah I mean <laughs> I'm sure some of them are child trafficking but <laughs> maybe like 1% mm. um the 1% <laughs> no 1% yeah I don't know oh, what was I gonna say but do you think I guess like Oh, oh, oh okay, free right, speech is definitely a thing, yeah. Maybe I should have rephrased. You can't just restrict somebody's ability to speak, but maybe, like, could some, could, like, unbiased news sources have, like, a certain brand on them? Or, like, could they have, like, a certain badge that maybe, like, an independent agency or government gives them, and then they only get it if they report unbiased <laughs> truth 
and then you don't have that noticeably do not have that if you're not reporting that same truth yeah yeah i i like i think that goes again like with the idea of the people i want the people to be like you know see this source and see its sources and see okay this is a government source hmm you know the government's sketchy in the past okay so i won't fully trust this you know i'll I'll take this with my doubts or it'll be like a peer-reviewed scientific study and they'll be like okay and they can make their own judgment it's a peer-reviewed scientific study they're gonna be like you know what i still don't believe the masks but at least to have an understanding that there's a peer-reviewed scientific journal or entry know exactly what that means and like really understand what it means because mm-hmm. i'm sure if you told someone who's like show them something like this peer-reviewed scientific explain to them what that means they still would i think you understand the deeper meaning of what i'm trying to say yeah at least having that option yeah and yeah people being more smart i think i think it's possible i feel like it is possible but for... it's a long-term mm-hmm. process that you have to it has to start somewhere. proper education yeah. like yeah education um, I guess this is taking us kind of back to the first question, but is there a definitive line at which one must stand up for themselves? And if no, if you're like ego death, you know, like if you have enough self-confidence or self-assurance where you aren't affected by like somebody attacking you or something, is there a definitive line at which one must stand up for others themselves or others? Like so, where, where, when does that line cross? So in a conflict. This is uh This is something I'm not too sure about or like I I still I could debate with myself cuz mm-hmm. I I believe like you know what if it's not too much of a bother of me I don't care if I'll take the burden of just whatever I'll just suck it up and let them be happy. But then in other scenarios I'm like how much sucking up is too much sucking like exactly. sucking it up. Exactly. Um I cuz like most people would just say if it's really like they take an objective look at it who is harming more uh-huh. um, and or actually well I wouldn't say most people like some people value themselves more that makes sense yeah obviously but um okay we got an airplane over us right now so we're just gonna take about five seconds <laughs> One, two. okay okay you can go. yeah Actually, that's I just that was a cool thought I just had. I think I'm gonna stick with that. Actually, no. Yeah. I'll, I'll, okay, the cool thought was like taking an objective look at it, like value us people to people. Mm-hmm. If um, be through. I'm saying be. Do you want to go like the happiest happiness route, or like objectively, who is gaining more, who is losing more, kind of thing? Like if yeah. you're if you if your mental health, if you're not having a good time at the expense of somebody just being slightly more comfortable would that be the time to stand up for yourself and I think I'm gonna stick with the, my policy that I've stuck with just suck it up until I don't have the willpower to suck it up anymore mm. like um and that's personal right or is that something you that's, that's personal I think a good a good general idea is just like objectively happiness as you were saying um take an objective look at it yeah like yeah okay and uh i guess others like in some ways i think you always stand up actually no i won't even get into that but my opinion on it is i can take a lot of jokes 
<laughs> I can take a lot of jokes. I can, um, you know, I don't care if people make fun of my haircut or my clothes or um, my shoes or my 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 food or whatever. Um, but if if there's a point, I think especially there are just certain people like strangers and stuff. If they cross you to a point that you don't think is acceptable, you just don't allow them in your life. I think mm-hmm. I think that's punishment enough. Um, and I think you do the same with, you know, people possibly who are your friends, you know, if if you've had a person who's been your friend since birth or since elementary or middle school or something and they're, you know, just, just know your self-worth, I think. For me, because I didn't really know my self-worth, I also just like sucked it up. Okay, whatever, whatever. Um... But at the end of the day, like, if you're not happy, then it's not worth it, I think. So, whether that's sucking it up until you get to that point, or... I think... Yeah. I think I do have something to say on that part, then. Because I usually... I'm trying to think of how I can say it. Oh, okay. So, uh, for some reason, more so recently than before, uh, I've been more sensitive to and others uh, opinion or what they'll say mm-hmm. but I'll still stick to that sucking enough method but I still care about that opinion but it's like um, I'm just going to say someone said I had big teeth no one said I have big teeth okay but I suck it up because I'm not defending my small teeth or whatever yeah I'm sucking up and taking their analyzing the comment yeah you know the critique like, yeah, like there, there was something behind it. Either it's a personal attack, for yes, unbased, yeah. or it is just a truth or partially truth with an attack, whatever it is. And I shouldn't be letting, I shouldn't let my feelings get hurt by if it's truth, truth. If it's a personal attack, well, it's just a person. I'm doing fine with like a personal attack and just disregarding that because it's just a personal attack with mm-hmm. no truth. Or with little truth. But sometimes if someone says something with objective truth, I'll still suck it up because the goal is to be able to take that without my feelings getting hurt. Because you say I have a big nose. That one, that one, I don't care. Like, you say I have a big nose. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Objectively, yeah. I have a big yeah, nose. Yeah. I have a big nose. Um, Hammerhead shark. <laughs> <laughs> Backstroke shark looking at me there. Um, Steve Okay. I'm okay. Um, yeah, but the goal would be to not be able to get my feelings hurt by that, and that'd be good. Okay. Okay. And also, like, probably... Cause, oh, but in some ways, even, like, helping them out, you know? Some, some people just say stuff, and there probably is, like, some insecurity behind it or something, you know, that's typical cliche you know the bully is insecure too all that stuff and it's true i think to an extent i think if you do confront that person on it if they are your friend and they are open-minded as we've been talking about and you can have that conversation with them i think that is super valuable Um, i think if they if they are truly your friend if they are open-minded and if you just tell them how you feel i think they'll become a better person for it and you'll be happier Uh, that's at least my experience for context Yushi here 
used to bully clubs. <laughs> <laughs> as a friend, though. Um, I, was not, I was actually talking about two different situations, but yes. Are you talking about um, someone who yes. lives that way? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I think in both situations, the outcome has gotten better. Yeah. 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 For I sure. Um, uh, there's one last thing I want to touch on with that. Okay. I'll just remember it. Okay. I have one more question. Because uh, we're about nearing that mark. I'll probably sum this out anyway. But you can leave out names if you wish. But what is one conflict that you had that you handled poorly and or one that you handled well? And you can leave out names. Just give the situation. Um, like something that like every time you think about it, you're like, wow, I wish I would have done things differently. <laughs> like a regret. So... Uh... The, the the idea that I mentioned at the very beginning where I was like, I'll just keep sucking things up. Yes. And not mention anything. I, I was not aggressive. I was just too passive. Um, that situation, I'll totally name, leave name out. Um, I handled that poorly. Um, On, in defense of yourself. Yeah, in defense of myself. For your own well-being. Yeah, and I think that was where I first learned that being passive isn't always the answer. Mm-hmm. There's some cases where... You know, get pushed too far that you have to stick up for yourself. So, I don't know, it was like months later that I ended up just doing something very aggressive. <laughs> so, I don't know if I handled that well. But, but I'd actually say it's, it, was, it wasn't that bad. It was moderately received. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure I, you're I not going to do anything crazy, you know? Nothing vendetta. Okay, maybe. <laughs> no, no, no. Tell, no, tell no, me no, after. No. Tell me after. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I just... I just um, I uh Did yeah I, I I finally showed up for myself and it was it was um uh, maybe a little aggressive actually no it was, it was pretty passive for me it was still a pretty passive thing for most people I view it as aggressive because it was aggressive for me mm-hmm. but um relatively I think that had a good result ish in finally sticking up for myself okay for this one thing yeah I was gonna say something funny. <laughs> Come on, ah, uh, dude. What? Do you have um, any other question? No. No, I want to say something like. Uh... Oh yeah, I was gonna ask you. Do your horoscope make you do it or something? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Keep that. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm so quirky. I just ran over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like October fifth. And my horoscope is telling me to be ambitious, <laughs> and <laughs> I stood up for myself. Um, and my last question is always, is there any novel thoughts or realizations you had recently that you want to share with the audience, something that you think, just to make them think a little bit, or do you have a question for me? Um, I feel like I do have a question for you, but my mind is blanking. So while I do that, I'll say the novel thoughts. Love over hate. Okay. It makes sense, right? Daniel said it too. Come on, two people are saying yep, it. Yep. Should, should be a good idea. Yep. Uh, Buddhism says it. A lot of people say it. Yeah. Um, next thing. Yeah. Try to be objective, uh, as objective as possible. Um, that's my advice. I feel like, personally, that's had a great benefit on my life. Mental um, health and yeah. happiness. And Try to chase that concept of ego death. Um, I'd recommend meditating. Don't just take my word for it. Take every scientist's word for it. Yep. Like, just look into <laughs> it. Um They'll help with the concept of ego that just scientifically that does that to the brain, whatever. Um, yeah, try to think things objectively. Do you want to say anything else? 
Oh, no, that's it. Um, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. This is sponsored by Cactus Jack. <laughs> <laughs>